Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. SNZ in the April sun in Cuba, keeping it Kiwi on Waitangi Day, the 6th of February 2024 at 8.01 with Stephen McIver. Big day today in the A-League as far as the Wellington Phoenix are concerned. They've got a home game, starts at four against the Central Coast Mariners. Top of the table clash. Now, reading in the weekend, uh, GM... David Dome, pretty excited about this, but he wants you out there watching. David joins us this morning. Uh, happy Waitangi Day, David. Morning, Stephen. Yeah, you too. Uh, I know you want a big crowd. I was intrigued that you want a big crowd because it does make a difference to the bottom line. Uh, and if any, if, if there's one match that you want people to turn up to, it's a top-of-the-table showdown today. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fantastic for the club um, to help us, you know, pay all the costs that we have to incur for being a professional football team in, in New Zealand. But actually, the big difference it makes for the players on the field as well. We, we've had a couple of good crowds. The last one we had with Melbourne Victory, the one-all draw, which was also a one versus two. Uh, we had over 9,000 people there. And the difference that crowd, you talk to the players, the difference that crowd made to getting the uh, team across the line was was huge. And so we know that Phoenix crowds are, are amazing and, and they really make a difference to the team. Was that on a public holiday that match? Because public holidays will be a big bonus for you. Yeah, that was actually a Friday night. We don't do too many Friday nights and we've we've experimented with it in the past and we're really happy with how that one turned up. It certainly helped that it was victory and that it was uh, you know, a 1-1 draw. Yeah. Uh, public holiday today, yeah. We, again, you never quite know with Wellington whether Wellingtonians will leave the city and go to their go out outside the city for a bit of a break. But the ticket sales have actually been really strong. So we think it's going to be all things being equal, it should be at least as good as the Melbourne Victory crowd. So over nine and maybe closer to ten. Well, the forecast is pretty good. I checked the Met service this morning. It says you get about a high of twenty-two, but there's that northerly, that blimmin' northerly, and I've been on that ground a bit. Gee, it's it's brisk, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Look, it's it's not unusual for Wellington. You know, the Wellington Phoenix fans don't mind a bit of a breeze. Um, I think by the time the kickoff comes around, it's not going to be too bad. I think it's the forecasters which will die away during the day. It'll still be a bit of a breeze at game day, but nothing to stop Phoenix fans turning out, I'd suggest. What's your fan experience like? You're sitting in number one. Is the fan experience a good one for Phoenix fans? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's a couple of things that are going on. This There's a number of initiatives at the game that we do to, to you know, entertain the crowd. But certainly, I mean, what we rely on is the, the atmosphere that you get at a football match that you don't get with any other code in the country. And, you know, the singing and the chanting and the, the shirts off with 10 minutes to go, you know, the, all the stuff that the kids love that makes it just a little bit different from other codes and makes it very an interactive experience. And, you know, 
when the Phoenix are on fire and they're playing well and the crowd are going, it's, it's an amazing experience at Sky Stadium and anywhere we play. We're, we're, we're playing Eden Park in, in the middle of March, 16th of March as well. We know we get a good atmosphere up there as well. Ever taken the shirt off? I haven't seen you. No, not for me. Uh, uh, well, I was going to say I'm a bit past that, but there are a lot of people <laughs> my age in yellow fever still manage to. Thank God bless it. The problem is with me, Stephen. I'm in the lounge, and I think that might be frowned upon if I was up in the lounge <laughs> taking a shirt off. Oh, go on, break, break out. Uh, look, t- tell you what, break. Do I? Here's here's a bit of a, a, a dare for you. Break out if you finish top of the table by the end of the season. That's that would be worth it. To, I know you, I know you want to win the whole thing, but gee, to finish with the uh, the top of the pile at the end of the season would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be unbelievable, and that—that's so. You know, that's still the premiership is still a trophy uh, to come to the top of the table at the end of the season, and that would be, you know, it'd be fantastic for this club, and just so great for the fans have had to do it so tough over the, you know, since really since the start, of, you know, since the start of the club, you know, with Terry, the original owner, having to be replaced by Wellnix, and then you know the Football Australia or Football Federation Australia wanting to kick us out for two or three years, and the owners having to go through that. And then COVID, it's been a rocky 10 years that the club's had to get through. And, and you know, to come through the other side and now come out the other end, be top of the table with the academy going great guns, producing young players left, right and centre. It would just be so good for the fans to uh, to have a little, something to really cheer about. To that point, David, the future of the club is safe in your eyes? Oh, very much so. I mean, we you go from strength to strength, you know, that... The, the academy is, is now tuning out players, professional players, left, right, and centre. Like I say, and the women's team is is now really starting to to you know, find its feet after two years again, you know, because of COVID, based in Australia and having to re, you know, restructure mm. that. And now we've come on. We've got a you know, Temple Paul Temple's doing a great job there, and we're again really um, exciting young players coming through on the women's side of the game. They're really happy where we're at. Um, you ask any code, they could always. You know, the finances could be better uh, with more people coming to the games and buying memberships and all that sort of stuff. We're not unique in that in that space in New Zealand. Um, so we just keep banging away and keep tri- uh, struggling along and, and hoping that people come to the games and support the club. But, you know, off the field, it, it's, it's good. It's good. You know, there are some really positive things happening around the club. And we're always looking to innovate. We're working on a couple of big projects at, that, projects at the moment which could, which all help in that space. Too. How involved were you in promoting Giancarlo Italiano to the uh, manager's role for the men's team? Yeah, so there's a football committee in the club and I'm on the football committee and we kind of review all the major decisions happening on the football side. Um, like Chiefy was obviously Ufi's um, 2IC and... Um, we went through a bit of a process, so he did interview for the role, and he was a very strong candidate through the interview process. He interviewed very, very well. His, his thoughts about where he wanted to take the team, how he wanted to recruit, were all very sound, and were aligned to our strategy to bring through youth players. Um, you know, I'd be lying to say you know that I think we'd be top of the table uh, on the on Waitangi Day 2024. No, I didn't think we'd be there, but I thought Chiefy would be an excellent candidate for that role. Um, and he's just proven to be, uh, you know, he's come in, he's done a fantastic job and, you know, the players are enjoying it, the fans are enjoying it, so, you know, couldn't be happier. David, I had the real pleasure of interviewing uh, Chiefy just before Christmas and I walked away incredibly impressed with, A, how he handles himself and and to your point about uh, his vision for the club but also his ability to unite a club and, and I know we use this term lightly sometimes in throwaway culture, but it would appear from the results on the park and what he's doing off the park, the culture has taken a, a huge leap forward. Yeah, he's he's obviously learned a lot from uh, Ufak Kale, 
But the thing is with Chiefy is he's got all the best bits of Ify and he's just a little bit more relaxed. Mm. He's got almost like a, a, a New Zealand sensibility to him, which is, you know, he's going to give everything and he wants all the best for his players. But he's also quite a a, a relaxed character as well. Um, you know, he doesn't seem to be affected by, you know, uh, by the stress about having to win games every week. I'm sure he is, but he comes across as being... You know, one foot uh, one foot in front of the other, one game at a time, which I know, again, you know, it's a cliche, but it is true. You can only do it one game at a time, and you focus always on the next opposition, and he's very grounded. Um, and he's got a good team around him. His, his assistant coaches, you know, Adam Griffiths, who is a bit of an unsung hero. People don't talk about Griff very much, but his, his, you know, his assistant coach, who works a lot on the defence, has been excellent. Um, and then he's got very good, you know, goalkeeping and strength and conditioning. And so he's, he's done a good job in that space, and yeah, I mean, we did work a lot on, you know, you, you mentioned it, we did work a lot on our culture in the off-season, and we've got a, a fantastic iwi partner here in Wellington in, in Te Atiawa who helped us in that space, and we got I got a guy in from the UK who came in, you know, he works with the, uh, the English under-21 one side, and has worked with a number of English Premier League clubs, and he, I got him in to talk about his experiences and how they build teams over there in the UK. So we worked a lot of that, a, a lot of that, in the off-season was, was the foundations, I think, to where Chiefy's managed to get the team playing at the moment. I think the other part of it is that Chiefy, Mr Italiano, is just a good mm. bloke. And, 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 it, yeah. and it oozes out of his pores. It's, he is so easy to talk to. He, in, in, in many ways, it's, he's quite a magnet. He is a good bloke. You're absolutely right. And, you know, it's, sometimes it, it's hard. To, you know, sometimes it doesn't come across. Uh, when you talk to coaches on, in, in, yeah. in interviews and that sort of stuff, but it does with Chiefy. And, like, everyone calls him Chiefy. I mean, his name is Giancarlo, but people who, you know, hardly met him or only met him a few times, everyone calls him Chiefy because he comes across as that very amicable kind of a character and he's easy to relate to. And he, he, even when he was Ify's assistant, he was always like that, um, very approachable and um, and was always, you know, he's, he's very good around the, around the office as well. He gets on... He doesn't. He, there's no hierarchy with with Chiefy. Everybody is is equal in his eyes, and he's with with the staff. He gives all staff members the same amount of time. So he's a he's a quality individual. Now I don't want the political line to this next question. I just want your honest answer. Uh, are you a, bit, a little bit nervous about the new franchise in Auckland? The the new franchise will be good and bad for Wellington Phoenix. It'll be good in that it will raise the profile because you know most of the media uh, is based in Auckland and the media will no doubt find having find having access to an Auckland franchise uh, positive and they'll be driving more interest in football and that's a good thing for football in this country. Will it make things more difficult for us? Yes, of course it will. We'll have to fight some commercial battles, no doubt about it. Um, we have a commercial manager based in Auckland precisely for that reason. Um, and it's going to potentially make some attracting some younger players to Wellington a slightly more difficult. Although, you know, our academy has been going five, yeah. six years in its current form now. And Auckland, they really haven't even started. I mean, it's, it's February now and they haven't announced any players. They've announced an Australian coach, they've announced an Australian uh, director of football yep. um, and a CEO who's, who's been, lived a little bit in New Zealand. Not quite New Zealand Inc., uh, which is what how Wellington Phoenix, you know, Auckland could be Auckland, and Wellington will be New Zealand's football club, and that, that's how we see it. And five shots already. Well, we're, you know, and we, but we believe that. I mean, I, you know, our academy, I, it will take them five, six years to build yeah. an academy even close to what we've got, plus the facility we've got in Upper Hutt at NZCIS. I mean, there's a lot 
that they have to build pretty quickly to get up and running. Now, Foley's got big pockets. There's no doubt about it that he could potentially go out and get some big-name football players. Um, and, you know, that might happen in the next two, three, six months, whatever. But, you know, we still back ourselves that we've got the history and we've got the IP and we know how to do it. So, you know, give them five years and they might be able to catch up. Uh, no, that, 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 that's what I, I wanted to hear that. But I, I will question uh, the fact that the, should you are you going to use the line New Zealand's Football Club? Because I'm a great believer that uh, tribalism is really important. And Wellington, Auckland uh, in many sports is very tribal. Or will you continue to use that line, Wellington Phoenix, New Zealand's Football Club? That. Well, I've always believed that anyway, that we are, we were previous to this, the only professional football club, but now, you know, I I don't know if Auckland, whatever it's going to be called, Auckland Black Knights, whatever they're going to call themselves, I don't know if they're actually going to be, how New Zealand are they going to be? I mean, we haven't seen anything yet, which suggests it's going to be a a football club that reflects New Zealand. Um, Whereas Wellington, you know, we've been proudly Wellington and proudly New Zealand since, since day one, and we want to be more of that, not less of that. So, I mean, whether we use that uh, tagline or yes. not, I don't know. I mean, I've, we, we've talked about it internally, and that's the position we're going to take, and exactly what it'll look like next year, we don't know. But um, I like it, and, and I think it's important that we do reflect our New Zealanders. I mean, that's who, what we believe is at, at our club, and even the foreigners, the, our import players, when they come into Wellington Phoenix, they get taught what it stands for, what our, what our tohu means, the, the design we've been gifted, how it reflects the culture, um, how it reflects the history of Wellington with the, the Taniwha and Wellington Harbour. They all get taught that. Yeah. And in fact, when we do any commercial partnership, we stress that this is the foundation that the club sits on. Um, so we, we, you know, it is, being good about it, it is our whakapapa, it's our history. It's, what, it's how we believe what we are and who we are in the world. So that's us. Whether that's going to be Auckland, I don't know. Well, well, I'm glad you've fired some shots because I love I love a bit of that. We all love a bit of banter, and we and we want that competitive nation. I and I think there should be I think there should be uh, it should be no holds barred as well, politely, but no hold no holds barred. A- as a GM, is this another cool challenge for you going forward? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, well, like I say, I think we're generally encouraged by the fact that anything that's going to rise the profile of football and include, you know, include the developing young players so that, I mean, ultimately we all want to see New Zealand, the All-Whites do well on the world stage. And Wellington Phoenix has been doing a lot of heavy lifting and youth development over the last 10 years. And now someone else is going to come in and help us do it, which would be fantastic. How great would it will be for, to have the All-Whites at the, you know, every World Cup? And yeah. with the World Cup expanding now, it's going to be even better. And that, that reflects back down to Wellington Phoenix because the better the All-Whites do, the higher, uh, more people look into New Zealand for, for players. So you know, that, that's all going to be good for us. Um, but yeah, it, it's certainly going to be a challenge and we're up for it. I mean, I know the owners are up for it and the board's up for it. Um, in fact, our owners were supportive of, of Auckland coming in when it was um, raised in Australia. They, yeah, it makes sense. It's the largest metro left in Australasia that doesn't have professional football. Um, so we thought it was a good thing. And yeah, but it will be a challenge and we're up for that. But we're up for that challenge. Do you feel, and, and this just despite you being on the top of the table, do you feel that the standard of the A-League is, is where it needs to be. I, I look from afar and flick in and flick out, and I just wonder whether it's it's lost a bit of its oomph, if you might say. I think that's a perception thing. Uh, yep. Certainly in the old days when you had the marquee players, mm-hmm. a lot of people looked at those ones, you know, Alessandro Del Piero and, 
and Emil Heskey, and they went that you know that that looks good, but it's a bit of a shiny bauble type of thing. Yeah. I honestly believe for us as a club, I don't think we've played. I think this is the best football we've ever played on both the men's and the women's teams. You know, and if you look at the way that Chiefy's got them playing, which is a very modern style of football, which is playing out from the back, possession based, uh, and it's about it's not about lumping it forward. It's about getting it's technical players who can play them and push the ball around and keep possession. And we often have, you know, possession where we're over you know, 60%, and that's very high in, in football. And that's that's a sign of, of the maturity of the club where we, can, uh, we back ourselves to play like that. And the women are the same way. You know, in the old days, it used to be how quickly can you get it forward up to the striker, you can bang it in the ball, bang it in with the head or something like that. That's not how we want to play because it's not attractive. I don't, I don't, the fans don't find it attractive to watch. Um, I don't think we want to play that kind of football. That's not what the strategy of the club is anymore. So I think for us as a club, uh, the A-League is, is uh, the standard of football for the A-League is good because that's where we see ourselves. And there are some very, very good players in the A-League. And you'll see now, I mean, Joe Gauchi just went from Adelaide to, uh, to a transfer into uh, Luton Town, I think it was. Um, and there's been a number of players that have been transferred out of the A-League to big clubs in Europe, including a number of Phoenix players like been Wayne at Plymouth, like oh, Sapri was it went to Bayern Munich and has now gone to another German team, and you know Libby Kakachi's at Empoli. These are quality players playing at the top top level of European football, and that's indicative, I think, of the football that's now being played in the A League. That there are transfers out, of, and this story, Aaron Kund has gone to uh, uh, Bayern as well from Adelaide. You know, these are big players that are going to big clubs. I think that's indicative of the football in this part of the world is improving and it's getting better. Well said, David. Uh, four o'clock start today. Uh, ticket prices. Yeah, ticket prices. So, I mean, they, we've actually got, it's actually kids go free. So if you've got a kid in the area and, and, and they want to come to a football game this afternoon, just go on to Ticketek and you go, kids go free. And then you've got adults from anywhere from 10, well, concessions are around about $15 and yep. adults 10 to 25 depending on where you want to go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, we made the quarter go, kids go free, because we wanted to celebrate uh, Waitangi and get a big crowd. And, and that's turned into uh, a decent number for us. So happy that, that, that we can do that for this game. But yeah, no, no, the, the, the tickets all, but we are encouraging people don't try and buy them at the gate because number one, it's more expensive at the gate. And number two, I honestly think it's going to be a decent walk-up crowd today. You don't want getting to get there at five to four and expect to walk into the kickoff at four o'clock because you won't make it. So we're saying get there early, buy your tickets online and get there early. And it's all on Ticketek. Happy days, mate. Thanks for that. And those, those prices, by the way, very, very family friendly. So I appreciate that. And I'm sure a lot of people appreciate that. But we'll just remind them to go online to Ticketek and do it. David, have a great day. And that's good that you're not losing the shirt today. But remember, if you finish number one, you're going to lose the shirt. Thanks, David. I appreciate that. I'll lock that in. <laughs> Thanks, mate. 819. That's uh, David Dome, the GM of the, GM of the Wellington Phoenix. Uh,